he had been one of the most powerful men in the business and had babied and protected his wife through all 36 years of their marriage. He had encouraged and shepherded her career. Coco always wondered if her mother would have made it as a writer in the early days without her father's help. Her mother never asked herself the same question and didn't for an instant doubt the merit of her work or her myriad opinions about everything in life. She made no bones about the fact that Coco was a disappointment to her and didn't hesitate to call her a dropout, a hippie, and a flake. Coco's equally successful sister Jane's assessment of her was loftier, though not kinder. Jane referred to Coco as a chronic underachiever. She pointed out to her younger sister that she had had every possible opportunity growing up, every chance to make a success of her life, and thus far had thrown it all away. She reminded her regularly that it wasn't too late to turn the boat around, but as long as she continued to live in a shack in Bellinas like a beach bum, her life would be a mess. Her life didn't feel like a mess to Coco. She supported herself, was respectable, didn't do drugs, and never had, other than the occasional joint with friends in college, and even that had been rare, which was remarkable at that age. She wasn't a burden on her family, had never been evicted, promiscuous, pregnant, or in jail. She didn't criticize her sister's lifestyle and had no desire to, nor did she tell her mother that the clothes she wore were ridiculously young, or that her last facelift still looked too tight. All Coco wanted was to be her own person and lead her own life in the way she chose. She had always been uncomfortable with their luxurious Bel Air lifestyle, hated being singled out as the child of two famous people, and more recently, the much younger sister of one. She didn't want to lead their life, only her own. Her battles with them had begun in earnest after she had graduated with honors from Princeton, went to Stanford Law School a year later, and subsequently dropped out in her second year. It had been three years since then. She had promised her father she would try law, and he assured her there was a place for her in his agency. He said it helped to have a law degree if you were going to be a successful agent. The trouble was, she didn't want to be one, especially working for her father. She had absolutely no desire whatsoever to represent best-selling authors, scriptwriters, or badly behaved movie stars, which were her father's passion, bread and butter, and only interest in life. Every famous name in Hollywood had come through their house when she was a child. She couldn't imagine spending the rest of her life with them as her father had. She secretly believed all the stress of representing and indulging spoiled, unreasonable, insanely demanding people for nearly fifty years had killed him. It sounded like a death sentence to her. He had died during her first year in law school, and she stuck it out for another year and then dropped out. Her mother had cried over it for months, still berated her for it, and told her she lived like a homeless person in the shack in Bellinas. She had only seen it once, and had ranted about it ever since. Coco had decided to stay in the San Francisco area after dropping out of Stanford. Northern California suited her better. Her sister Jane had moved there years before, but commuted to L.A. frequently to work. Their mother was still upset that both her children had moved north and fled L.A., although Jane was there a lot. Coco rarely went home. Coco's sister Jane was 39 years old. By the time she was 30, she had become one of the most important film producers in Hollywood. 
She'd had a dazzling career so far and 11 record-breaking box office hits. She was a huge success, which only made Coco look worse. Her mother never stopped telling Coco how proud their father had been of Jane, and then she'd burst into tears again, thinking about her younger daughter's wasted life. Tears had always worked well for her, and got her everything she wanted from Coco's father. Buzz had thoroughly indulged his wife and adored his daughters. Coco liked to believe at times that she could have explained her choices and the reasons for them to him, but in truth she knew she couldn't have. He wouldn't have understood them any better than her mother or sister did, and he would have been both baffled and disappointed by her current life. He'd been thrilled when she got into law school at Stanford and hoped it would put an end to her previously extremely liberal ideas. In his opinion, it was all right to be kind-hearted and concerned about the planet and your fellow man.